Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Welcome to the show. And because there's an international tournament on at the minute, we're talking about an international number nine, one of the one of the England greats that signed mm. for Leeds United. That's exciting, yeah? Yeah, very much so. Who, who is it? It's it's Michael Ricketts. <laughs> guy who uh, signed for us in July 2004 after the relegation from the Premier League. Went on to make uh, 28 appearances across the Championship and the League Cup. That's good. How many yeah. goals did he get in the Championship? Two, two goals he got, both in the League Cup, <laughs> not in the Championship. Uh, this is the TS Guide. With me, Dan, and Michael, and Rob Conlon, to Michael Ricketts. So Ricketts grew up a Birmingham City fan, uh, but he was in Villa's Academy as a kid then. So he's done, he's done a bit of a tour of the Midlands, hasn't he? At, at 16, he was released, ended up at Walsall. Yeah, and he, he did well there. Is that was Springboard? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Let's, not, say... Be, let's not be too mean about Ricketts. No, because, well, you know, because he's, he's played football at a professional level. He just wasn't great for Leeds, was he? It goes well to a point. He's almost Jamie Vardy to a point, and then it goes wrong. Because right. he because he's been really he's not not made it in academies he's kind of had to start again at not quite as low as Vardy but Walsall were like League One League Two the sort of perpetually at that level so he's done all right there he's got his big bigish move to Bolton who were in the Championship at the time under Sam Allardyce they paid depending on what you read four hundred grand to half a million quid for him and he does really well there's twenty four goals in the Championship scores in the playoff final gets promoted with Bolton starts absolutely on fire in the Premier League. In so this the, is a guy on an upward trajectory, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. 0102. It's his first season in the Premier League. He's got 15 goals by the middle of January. Because if you said to me now, a striker's got 15 goals in the Premier League, you'd be like, that's a £50 million player, isn't it? <laughs> Automatically, you're, you're talking a lot a lot of money these days for a 15-goal striker. Yeah, and he's still young at this point. It is incredible, because I was um, watching back a YouTube video called Michael Ricketts Highlights mm. last night. And yeah, he looks like a different footballer. From what I remember, he's going through on goal, sitting the ge- keeper on his ass all the time when he's putting the ball into an empty net, scoring lots of different goals, headers, good finisher. And then you see it as the video goes along, the level gets higher and higher and higher. Scores a couple of times at Ellen Road, I think. Yeah, he does. Um, and yeah, it's not, not something we could become accustomed to. Not the uh, not the player I remember. No, because I was, I was trying to work out why we signed him, because it was quite a while ago. And my memories are, I remember him sort of bursting onto the scene and people being excited by him. And yeah, watching that, I've watched the same goals compilation. And because he was so slow by the time he got to Ellen Road, I kind of assumed he was a more of a, a big lump up front mm, sort of player. Like a target man style. Yeah, but when you watch his goals, I'd say to liken him to anyone, I'd say probably Beckford would be the mm. the lead striker because he's he plays on the shoulder a lot. He scores a lot of goals from from sort of in the sort of 12 yards of the goal. But then he's getting, a, he chips in with some headers as well. So he's kind of good in the air, but not really a target man. 
He plays on the shoulder quite a bit. It's quite a few where he bursts through on goal and finishes. I think I actually You're thought You're making of, him sound like a complete striker. <laughs> I think I actually thought of Beckford myself because there's a couple where he sort of bends it into the far corner mm. as well. Um, but I think didn't he even say himself that people mistook him for a target man. He said people were comparing him to Emil Heskey because yeah. he was built kind of and he wasn't that type of striker at all. Yeah. But the peak for him though was he got an England cap which was famously used as a stick to beat him with eventually, wasn't it? Which I guess we might end up doing as well. But he got uh, an England cap it was a friendly against Netherlands in 2002, just before Valentine's Day, age 23. Every, everything in front of him. It's quite sad in a way, because like, he must have got to this point and been like, this, is, this is the beginning. Fucking hell, this is, this is just starting for me. Like, I'm, I'm absolutely on fire. Made his debut with Darius Vassell, who actually did go on to play quite a bit for England. Did he score an overhead kick in that game? Or did he try one? I can't remember now. God, I can't remember. He only played half the game, did Ricketts, right. sadly. I'll have to go away and Google that one. Um, so there's talk not long after that though. Obviously you get capped for England, it, it kind of it boosts your entire profile, doesn't it? And he's been scoring in the Premier League, other sides are looking at him. Um, and then there's a fallout with Sam Allardyce at Bolton with Spurs, Fulham and Middlesbrough all sniffing around. Yeah, I mean, Spurs have been linked with a £10 million move at this point, which was someone who's been playing at Walsall a couple of years ago and has kind of come from nowhere. Exciting stuff. But yeah, Allardyce is kind of hinting at a bit of an attitude problem. Right, um, because he says if a player's been dropped by me this season it's because they've put themselves in that position by not performing and that applies to Michael um, he says the goals have stopped flowing before his England call up which they had for about a month um, but his former contributions to the team were still keeping him in the team but his form has dipped since he played for England and that's why I've decided to put him on the bench that there are hints there of he's got too big for his boots aren't there but not in so many words yeah and Ricketts was not particularly happy either he, he basically said that um, his teammates have been helping him out but let's just leave it at that so he's obviously having a bit of a a dig back at Allardyce there, mm. which Big Sam probably not a man to mess with. I don't think. No. Uh, so he does leave Bolton and then ends up at, at Middlesbrough. Well, he does. He, he ends up sort of staying there for that some of that season, and he's there for the start of the next season. Gets a few goals, but never quite, never quite recreates the form of the early the early Premier League days. But he's got seven, and then he moves. Um, he gets a transfer request in. Spurs are back in for him again, but he ends up they're trying to do a cash plus play a deal and, and Borough just willing to stump up the cash which is only three and a half million quid at this point because right. his stock has fallen and the transfer requests and stuff so it's all it's all been kind of chipped away a little bit but he's still he's still considered a potential decent striker at this point I think when he goes to Borough because three and a half million quid in 2004 no 2003 this was was still quite a lot of money for yeah, a player it's not inconsequential money that no, it? no it was it was kind of a it was an alright sort of fee was that but Middlesbrough no doesn't particularly work out for him there. Barely scores for him. Two years there, was it? Yeah. Uh, or thereabouts. Yeah, kind of a season and a half. Uh, only four goals. One of which was against Leeds. Of course he, it was. <laughs> <laughs> he rounds um, in, a, in our relegation season. He rounds Paul Robinson. Uh, gets taken down and then steps up and scores the penalty. Uh, <laughs> uh, where were we then at this time? We were knackered. Absolutely <laughs> fucked. <laughs> Is where we were. I mean, th- so this was when he did sign. He was essentially the replacement for Mark Viduka, who went the other way, wasn't he? <laughs> Which, Mark Viduka, he used to get a stick at Leeds, weirdly, but one of the best players I think I've ever seen yeah. at Ellen Road. His touch and finishing, just unbelievable. Yeah, just supreme footballing intelligence, great finisher. I, I really liked Mark Viduka. I think he was one of my favourites of that, of that Champions League side. But obviously, the wheels had started to come off. We were knackered. And we had to get people off the wage bill. But obviously we, we were locked in at that time to all sorts of ridiculous punishing deals whereby even if we sold 
players for cash money. We made a loss on them and had to pay a difference to a company we'd borrowed money from. Yeah, we were basically negative equity on loads yeah. of stuff, weren't we? So exactly. There, was no, there was no way out of it. Like negative equity on your house, but we had to sell the house. Yeah, so we've already sold by this point. I mean, loads had left before, obviously, with um, Ferdinand Woodgate, etc. But by this point, Smith and Robinson have just left. Viduka's on his way to Middlesbrough. We're still trying to get rid of Hart, Matteo, McPhail, Mills, Milner, Barmby. Bridges is out of contract. Batty's retired. But this whole squad is completely gutted. This this is the season when Blackwell gave the line about it's just me and Gary Kelly at training. We would have probably tried to get rid of Gary Kelly at this point as well, I imagine, because he was also on a big Premier League contract. But It feels like we took a load of Ferraris and... Yes, nice sports cars into the garage, and we just came out with like some really shit bangers. <laughs> but don't, yeah, don't worry, coming in, he was our fifth signing. That's exciting, isn't it? All Following on from Julian Jochin, Paul Butler, Clark Carlisle, and Danny Pugh. Yeah, so you can you can see how we, with all due respect to those players, how we traded down. I mean, like Julian yeah. Jochin had a profile in the game, but at this point, was his career was on the wane. Yeah, and like, well, like Danny Pugh was a promising youngster from Man United mm. he was alright for a bit wasn't he Pew he scored quite a lot of goals <clears> at the start of that season and then I'm quite fascinated by that season that first season after relegation in the championship because I mean it was the first season I started going to Ellen Road properly which was glamorous and but also just the sheer turnover of players like we sign across the season like 20 plus, plus players mm. easy to say and <laughs> let go like the same amount and often there's the same players in both lists and like we were signing players on one month contracts at the start of that season it just seems insane and it seems like I'm not sure how we didn't get relegated again basically yeah I don't particularly want to give Blackwell too much well, credit because hold think, the line caller <laughs> because I, I kind of think he was generally speaking quite a knobhead and most reports of players uh, would confirm that but yeah to keep us up that season probably pretty good mm. Mm. yes <laughs> so we signed him on the 23rd of June 2004 free transfer that saw Viduka go um, the other way. And he was talked up. I mean, obviously they do talk up players when they arrive, but he was talked up as a as a former England international, wasn't he? he not for, no, he was not talked up as a former international. He said the club official statement says he made his England debut against Holland and is still looking to add to his international cap. Wow. So there's hope there. So they do make... He was, was, was kind of our biggest signing yeah. of that summer. Which is troubling. In a, in a lot and of that's ways. That's no offence to him, you know. Because I remember it seeming... There's, there's some... I remember it seeming sort of exciting because he's still he's still in his mid twenties here. He's not we're not signing other players we signed in that summer. We as you talk about the month to month contracts, it was people like Hignett and Guppy and mm. like Brian Dean came in for the full season. But you know we were signing quite a lot of people at the end of their career. Danny Cadamatri was around that time, wasn't he? Went to my yeah. school. <laughs> he did. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's almost interesting parallels with the whole Victor broken toys idea here, isn't there? We had, we had no option but to take broken toys at this point. <laughs> broken though. toys is what we got. But I think it took a lot of getting your head around and getting used to it this time that we were trading these players who had us in the Champions League two or three years previous to suddenly being thrown into the championship mm-hmm. and having to get championship level players. Um, how did it go for him, Michael? <laughs> I mean, you say that it was your first year at, um, at Ellen Road. What Do you remember signing him and thinking that seems that seems all right? I, I, I definitely thought it seemed like yeah. an all right signing at the time. I remember at my school, there was definitely talk of like, oh, Michael Ricketts is going to be the guy. Mm. Probably because he had played for England and people had heard of him and it was like well you know Smith he played for England he's gone but we've got this other England international in it'll yeah. be fine yeah yeah it didn't didn't go well so the start of that season I was looking back over it and essentially we'd, we'd signed we got Joe Chim and we got Dean and we got Ricketts none of the strikers scored it was seven games in before a striker scored a goal it was Danny Pugh was contributing quite a few but jo- Julian Joe Chim manages to score in the, in the seventh game and Blackwell <laughs> this is again from the official site I think he's trying to I think he's trying to be nice. supportive of Black of um, Ricketts later on, but he says Michael's a frustrating player, and I haven't got Michael Ricketts because Leeds had loads of money to spend. Michael's here because of deals that were done. <laughs> come on, that's, come not, on. that's Cheers, not, the hard, not the hard sell, is it? <laughs> but there's yeah. no doubt about it. The kid has something, and we have to be patient. Fans and management alike. So this this was very much a look. We desperately need Viduka off the books. If you take this guy, we'll take Viduka. Yeah, the, the official statement said the two weren't linked, but yeah, right. there's a, there was a feeling that maybe they they were. And he also says, yeah, Rick, he's not alone in needing his first goal. Joe Chim and Dean, they've all they've all come close as well. So yep. without success. So it's not it's not all on him. And he was he was kind of talking him up saying, There's definitely something there if we can access it. Um, but we didn't. <laughs> no, it just never kicked off for him, did it? I mean, if imagine you look at the number of strikers that we had across the course of that season, it was just like trying to chuck everything at the wall and seeing if any of it stuck. Because we had Ricketts himself, uh, David Healy, Joe Chim, uh, Marlon King, Rob Hulse, Brian Dean. Kadamatri, Ian Moore, and the list just goes on and on and on. Yeah, I mean, he did score in that season. He did. In the League Cup against against Swindon. I was trying to find uh, some commentary of that to put a clip in, but the only version I could find doesn't have any commentary, so it's just <laughs> a very empty Ellen Road, sort of half-cheering a Michael Ricketts goal. I mean, it's a it's an all-right goal. But yeah, I think the fact we start quite quickly trying to replace him mm. shows the way it was going for him, because Brian Dean was signed very much to be the understudy to Michael Ricketts and soon enough finds himself in the team ahead of him and then at the same point November we're getting David Healy in and then across the, the season as well like Nathan Blake arrives on loan gets injured but he was obviously ahead of him and then it's Rob Hulse comes in and gets ahead of him and it's, it's there was a, a desperate need to replace him I was going to say I was kind of too young to sort of appreciate style of play and the intricacies of football and things like that but I remember there being a definite difference when Healy for instance came in and just scored some goals and mm. I was there for Rob Hulse's debut when he scored two fantastic goals against, was it Reading? Yeah. And it was like, bloody hell. 
That's like what strikers are meant to do. I, I've not really seen that yet. Yeah, and so Hulse coming in meant that Ricketts went out, so he goes out on loan to Stoke for the re- for the rest of that season. It was it was a long slow exit, wasn't it? Yeah, he doesn't do well. <laughs> um, so it, it, then he ends up back at Leeds for the season after. Gets another few games. Gets another goal. Yes. Come on, another goal against Oldham in the League Cup game. I'm sure you remember well. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> But then by September, he's out of the door to Cardiff. And then he does honestly does all right at Cardiff. Gets five in 17. Then he's back at Leeds, but then out again to Burnley. And uh, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the end. That's it that's, for him. That's the beginning of the end. Started for well for him, though, at Burnley. He got two in his first three. He did. He did. That is true. But yeah, that's that's kind of the, the start of his, of his exit from Leeds. Yeah. And I mean, we're coming to this trying to be fair to him and look at his past career and look at the comments that people have made about him. And that brings me to Brian Dean, because when people leave like this and they don't work out, people sort of caricature footballers. You know, like Thomas Brolin was painted in much the same way as being a fat waster. And that's what Michael Ricketts ended up getting tarred with that particular brush, didn't he? But there were people at Wembley singing after Brolin, why is Brolin on the bench? Because people wanted to see him in the side and see what he could do. And Wilkinson never found a way to properly accommodate him, did he? And maybe shouldn't have signed him in the first place. He admitted the only time he got that wrong. But with Ricketts, it's also coming out of the dressing room as well that he's he's maybe not in the greatest shape because Brian Dean had something to say about that on uh, it was on BBC Radio Tees, wasn't it? Their Borough podcast. Yeah, this was from a later, obviously like a long a long time after his playing career's finished. But he was um, yeah, he, he was essentially being told at pre-season that he was behind Michael Ricketts, and then he said, um, from my point of view, I thought, well, I've still got my professional pride here. I can accept he's brought him in as main striker, but I'm not going to sit here behind someone if they're not going to step up. My job was to push, and he's, he's, he's basically just saying that. Ricketts had a he had a, a weight problem, and when it came to preseason, he wasn't fit. I mean, Ricketts. I found some stuff from Michael Ricketts saying that he'd only ever managed like one full preseason after that the year at Bolton because he was always injured, which was I think was a problem for him. He did constantly yeah. carry injuries, but then it's a tough balance because you, every ex pro has got who hasn't been successful or has not managed to maintain any kind of peak. Always has a thing about oh I got injuries and then X Y and Z happened to me and it wasn't really my fault. But he, he could have been injured and not fat. <laughs> I think um, it's telling coming from Dean as well because he always strikes me as a very nice guy Yeah, and I don't think he would necessarily throw someone under the bus yeah. like he kind of has done well, yeah because he says yeah Dean he's a very nice man he's Brian Dean but he says I just thought I can't accept being second in line behind Michael I'm not talking about ability or anything I'm talking about an attitude in training and the rest of it I thought I have to do what I, what I do to stay in the team so Michael actually inspired me to push a little, more, a little bit more but yeah Brian Dean 37 at this point yeah, and in far far better shape than the lad in his mid-twenties we brought in who played for England a couple of years ago. It's amazing, isn't it, how footballers, even when they're basically on a huge downslope like this, and it's quite evident from the stuff that's been said there in retrospect and what you could see at the time with your own eyes, wasn't going to work out. He left the club in the summer of 2006 and ends up uh, at South End. End, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, they were in the championship in fairness um, at the time, but it's described as we agreed a transfer package. He had a year left on his deal, so presumably that will pick up his wages. That meant a payoff for him because he'll have still been on um, on decent money from his his borough days. And there's a this is where the the trend kind of kicks in with him because you look down his Wikipedia, pretty much every entry after Leeds says his contract was terminated by mutual consent. He left the club after (laughs) after his contract expired, terminated by mutual consent, and that is essentially the uh, that's the story of it. The pattern there. there. So, So he joins the South End, and then by the October, they've got rid of him as well. It's unfortunate. So do we still have to pay his wages if we've agreed? <laughs> but we paying them money to not have him? I don't know. Probably, yeah. So he's from there he goes on dotting around different clubs. So he's he has spells at Preston, 
Oldham, Walsall and Tranmere after that. And he does play against us a couple of times. I, look, I looked into this and he was um, he was giving it the big and talking about us when he was playing for Walsall, saying um, it's always nice to go back and I'm sure I'll take the sting away from the rest of the players because there'll be 25,000 people baying for my blood. I never got on with certain people at the club who are at Sheffield United now. <laughs> Just say Kevin Blackwell, mate. <laughs> Unless he was me, I don't know. There's Hulse gone there or yeah, something by that point. I think he probably means Matt, Matt Kilgallen. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he means. Um, sure he means means Blackwell. But he does say there's some great people there, and a terrific club. Um, but I'm not playing for them anymore, so I have no allegiances. Anyway, we, we won three 0 You did a match report around that time, as that, well, didn't you? That was when he was. He ends up leaving there and ends up at John Barnes's Tranmere. He had a very brief stint in charge there, and he that was his debut for Tranmere. Another three 0 win for Leeds at Ellen Road. But yeah, I. Uh, Sensing the crowd are in good humour, he then introduced ex-Leeds and ex-England, yes England, old boy Michael Ricketts. Normally I'd be cautious of our old place coming back to haunt us, but not him, not today. Ricketts <laughs> for England rang around the cop, as he once again proved that his form of 2002 was nothing short of miraculous. That was your match report in the square ball. I dug it out, yeah, second, second ever issue we, we were in charge of that one. Oh, is it really? Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. Um, Don't remember it at all. Final game, professional game anyway, was an FA Cup final defeat. Final? FA Cup final. FA Cup third round, that says, yeah. <laughs> An FA Cup defeat. Sorry, right. that should just read to um, to Wolves. <laughs> and that was it. January 2010, contract cancelled by mutual consent. So from the course of his England debut in 2004 to his final appearance in 2010, 42 goals for nine clubs. And uh, that is that. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't end well. Didn't, well he, got, um, he got 40 bookings and three red cards. I, I totted him up as well. So he ended up more cards than goals. Oh, wow. After an England... I mean, it, part of the reason he's, uh, he's second spell at Walsall, he was actually doing all right there, but he kept getting sent off. Got three red cards in that season. They say three red cards is a lot. <laughs> yeah, he did well. That was all, They were all in one season as well. So Proper Barrard did it. Mm. There you go. That is a TSB guide to Michael Ricketts. Quiz to finish. Oh, go on. There might be more, but you know, I thought of two other, <laughs> I thought of two other Leeds players with a single England cap. Patrick Bamford. He's one. The other one wasn't. He wasn't a cap one whilst at Leeds. The other one. Another massive success. We'll probably do an episode about him at some point. Seth Johnson. Of course. Seth Johnson, there you go. There are probably others, but you know. They are, they are episodes in themselves. That wraps it up. That's the TSB guide to Michael Ricketts. The Square Ball Podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.